Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Looking to bet on the NFL this season? There's no better place to wager than betonline.ag. From spreads to totals to player props, you can bet on anything and everything NFL at betonline.ag this season. BetOnline is the official provider of all betting lines used on the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the DraftNetwork.com. Go to betonline.ag and start wagering on the NFL, college football, and so much more right now. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. With your hosts, Paige DeMakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. TDN Fantasy, Paige DeMakos, Jamie Eisner. Guys, it's... Listen, here's what here's what happened, right? So let me set the scene a little bit here. So Jake, Jamie, and I are sitting, you know, we're prepping for the show. And Chris, our lovely producer, he has a couple jobs that he's got to get done, right? Lovely and relative. It, <laughs> one of those one of those jobs was to uh produce a list ahead of time of which he sent to one of the three of us. And then and then we were asking him for the train. Okay, we like we want the we want the hype train noise. And he said he could not deliver. So Chris, we're gonna give you a shot right here at the top of the show to play the hype train and God bless you. I hope it plays because otherwise it's gonna be a long show for you, bro. Hey, that's what we were looking for. That's that'll go that a boy, Jamie. Take a drink. Mighty swell. I wanted to make sure I opened that up. I am also drinking peach today, Jamie. I am also drinking peach and today. Chris has got like Mott's apple juice down there. So we're, <laughs> uh, we're good to go for the day. And Chris, and Chris is drinking apple juice. It is a lovely Friday because we're dunking on the hype train. That is going to become a regular feature, probably a sponsored feature at some point on this show because it's going to become so regular. Uh, but if you guys haven't heard or don't know about our producer, this is our new guy, Chris Schubert. New to some of you, old for, for most of us, but new to some people on the draft dudes as well. Guys, we got plenty to get into. Top fantasy headline Starting sits, uh, Jamie's junk box because God bless Chris for coming up with that and gambling picks for the weekend. So let's start off with our top fantasy headline heading into the weekend. Jamie, I'll let you go first. What is your fantasy headline for this upcoming slate of football? Big name players out right when you need them the most. Let's talk about Julio Jones, who's going to miss this game. David Johnson, who's going to miss this game. It's possible that even Josh Jacobs is going to miss this week. So it's really unfortunate if you've been a, a Julio Jones fantasy owner like I have. It's been a very up and down season. He's been producing for the most part when he's out there and healthy, but he's been leaving games early. He's been taking extra time on the sideline. He's missed games here and there. It's been a disappointing year if you took him at the end, the later part of that first round, early second round so far, just relative to the value. But uh, luckily, you can. There's a lot of good receivers, uh, as the theme has been all year, that you can replace him with. But it's disappointing if you again, you've been waiting for David Johnson to come back, get him back for a week. Now he's out, waiting for Julio Jones in a big matchup. So if you don't have a buy, you're going to be without those star players this week. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been rough go for for Julio Jones owners this year. I know Jamie, you feel that pain, and Josh Jacobs. Even if he does is a go this weekend, what can you expect from him? Right? There's there's the question mark that even if he does play, you never want to be playing somebody in the fantasy postseason that might be on limited snap counts or might not be at a hundred percent. So, Jake, what are you paying attention to? What is your fantasy headline going into this weekend? 
There's a big game going on in Tampa. Can Tampa Bay's superstars play like superstars in December? Do Mike Evans show up and have a big fantasy day? Chris Goblin, Gronkowski, does Brady take over? Rojo on the other side, tons of fantasy in this. Can Dalvin Cook have a decent day against that Bucks run defense? Justin Jefferson, can he keep it going? And Thielen's been a monster in the red zone. So, like, but they have no tight ends playing in that game. There's a lot going on. But the biggest headline to me is the Bucks coming off the bye week. Can their superstars play like superstars down the stretch? There is a lot of emphasis on that game for a lot of reasons, right? There's a lot of interest in it from a football perspective, but also obviously from fantasy headlines. You're going to want those guys, right? You heard Chris Godwin got, what, 10 pins taken out of his hands or whatever the hell that was? was two, but they was the surgery to take him out was a lot easier than putting it in. But he still <sighs> missed two days of practice and still the timing yeah. and the continuity and all the stuff that goes with it. But, look, he's ridiculously tough. He's been playing with like a – like a full ball cast all week and then taking it off with like these two fingers and a full splint and catching everything still. I mean, it's been amazing, but Mike Evans tweaked a hamstring, missed two days of practice, practice full today. Can this team show up and can the superstars be superstars? I think it's a huge headline. Yeah, it is a huge headline. I don't know guys, but having pins in your hands, I don't care if it's two, 10 or five. I don't care what number it is. That sounds excruciating. It sounds absolutely awful. So hopefully uh, good on you, Chris Godwin. Definitely a tough ass dude. All right, let's get into starting sits guys. Uh, We actually got one already from somebody who jumped in here. So if you're watching along and you want the guys to give you uh, their advice on start sit this weekend, you can jump in the comment section. And it looks like Hank, old intern, already oh, jumping wow. in. Hanky Poo is coming in. He Listen, he never got the opportunity for us to help him set his lineup because he was too busy working. So now he's like, hey, I want you guys to help me out. So let's start off with good old Hank. Henry, he says he's got a dilemma here. Dilemma in the flex spot. J.D. McKissick or Tyler Boyd. Do we want to give him good advice, guys, or do we want to just kind of kind of mess with him a little bit here? I guess I guess we'll be nice. We'll give we'll be nice. Jake, who are you? Who are you playing here? I love Hanky Poo. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, actually going to go Tyler Boyd. I mean, this Cowboys defense is atrocious as being nice. You run it down <laughs> their throat, but you could throw. He's been okay in the slot, even with Burrow getting hurt. I think you're fine either way. McKissick's going to get his targets. We know that. I'll let Jamie talk about his boy. So I'll take Tyler Boyd. I think I don't really think you can go wrong here. I don't think you have a huge ceiling for Tyler Boyd, but I think you have a pretty decent floor. So it's it's. Do you need the, those points to reach for the upside, or can you just go with a decent floor here and go with Tyler Boyd? Jamie, is no. your heart okay? Is your heart yeah, okay? No, He's no. taking shots at your boy, JD McKissick. Uh, yeah, look. I like Tyler Boyd as next as much as the next guy, but Brandon Allen's throwing him the football, so that makes him a borderline irrelevant player right now. Uh, I know that one big. Actually. I mean, he caught a ten yard out that the defense stopped playing, and then he got ejected. But um, but no, it's JD McKissick this week. You're not going to have Antonio Gibson, and I think you're starting to see JD McKissick get back into that eight, nine, ten plus target territory that he went away from for a couple weeks. Uh, he's going to get the opportunity to do that. He'll get some carries in this game as well. In PPR, I'm going to take McKissick here. All right, guys, this one comes from Baby Santa. Shout out to Baby Santa. I don't know. Holiday season. season. That's exactly right. Thoughts on Duke Johnson or Miles Sanders? Let me just say this before they do. That's that's my thoughts on Miles Sanders and Duke Johnson. Jamie, you good to go first this time. Uh, Let's try and help Baby Santa out here. This is actually the third time I've got this exact question today. Uh, So... My hate for Miles Sanders this week has been well-documented. I did a start sit <laughs> video that you could see on at TDN Fantasy and my own Twitter account where I talk about how Miles Sanders is not a top 30 running back. Both of these options aren't great. 
And hopefully you're not starting them in a flex spot because I guarantee you there's going to be about 40 to 50 wide receivers you would rather play over any of those guys. But if I have to pick from those two, I'm going to take a chance with Duke Johnson. Jake, what are you thinking? There's no way I can say Miles Sanders. You got to go Duke Johnson. (laughs) I mean, when he's filled in, I think he had 17 and a half a week ago, filling in for David Johnson. This kind of sucks. David Johnson finally coming back and ends up on the COVID list, I think it was, whatever it is. Uh, But it's a pretty good matchup. Chicago's defense has been playing awful last couple weeks. You've been able to run it on him. He usually catches the ball. A few times. They still don't throw it to the backs in this offense enough. But I think I think the answer is easily Duke Johnson. I wouldn't expect a ton, but it's easily more than Miles Sanders is going to put up. All right. You said the hatred for Miles Sanders is strong. The hatred across the board for that Eagles team, I think, in general, is well, just uh, eh, a whole lot thing of I remind everybody is that the Saints are allowing to all running backs combined on a per-game basis this year, 14.9 fantasy points. Yeah, That's, that's for every back on the roster in their average games. Like I just, this is not, I, I know everybody's going to be excited because Jalen hurts is in there now and all they're going to run more read out, whatever. I, I'm what, not playing. Can we talk, can we talk about that for a moment? What exactly Please. are we excited about? What exactly? Not I, Carson I, Wentz. This, this I, I is just, the typical, whenever somebody new takes over, it's automatically going to be better. That that's the mentality that most have. Jake, I, I'm, yeah, I'm struggling with this, right? Because it's like I get that the the rookie quarterback thing is always okay. We're we're excited about this. Wait, we say that again, have... Paige. Say, re, say that 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 first rookie, part again. Rookie, yeah, quarterback. rookie quarterback in his first start against the number one defense in the league. I don't know what you're expecting. Yeah. By the way, he threw a pick last week seeing vanilla defenses when they were down. He's going to be okay. He's going to run. He's going to do the exact same thing Carson Wentz does. Try to do too much and make a bunch of mistakes. The offensive line still sucks. Their weapons still suck. They're all still banged up. They have no running game. And then, by the way, they're playing the number one defense who has been beyond hot for five weeks. Like, I don't know what the hell you expect. It doesn't matter if you put Patrick Mahomes behind center in Philly. They're not doing anything right now. They have nothing to work with. It's uh, it's interesting. I think I've seen way – like, I'm uncomfortable with the conversation happening around what this team's going to look like with Jalen Hurts. That's some by people the way, are that's not a knock on the kid. I got killed because I retweeted, leave it up to ESPN to act like him squatting 600 pounds at, at Oklahoma has anything to do with playing good quarterback. It's impressive as hell that he could squat 600 pounds. It also it doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have anything zero, to do with playing less than zero to do with playing good quarterback against the New Orleans Saints. That doesn't mean I'm knocking it or that I can squat more or whatever the hell Twitter wanted to come at me with. It has nothing to do with that, but it has zero to do with being a good football player and damn sure zero to do with being a good quarterback, like less than zero. Yeah. Um, if there was any position on a football team that I really don't want to see squatting 600 pounds, it's the quarterback. Like, bro, I want your knees to be safe and I don't need you to squat 600 pounds. I can assure you of that. that Bar on your shoulders. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good with the 600 pounds. It's really cool. Great effort. Amazing. I definitely can't do that. But uh, yeah, don't need you showcasing that you can uh, squat 600 pounds. It's a random flex for a quarterback. All right, let's talk about some more start and sit situations. Like I said, if we, if you guys that are watching live with us, if you would like to jump in and drop a start or sit situation, feel free to jump in. First one here, I like a lot because... I think if, depending on what time of the year this had been asked, I think you would have been laughed at. I think you would have been Scott. It would have been like, oh, there's no chance this would ever be in the realm of possibility. The realm of possibility, These, this is a tough one, I think, this, this week, coming off of what we've seen from these two quarterbacks over the last few weeks, and that's Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray, right? And, and that is... 
Kyler Murray has not been putting up the same amount of fantasy points, especially for the last four weeks when he has not been running the football. And Matthew Stafford is coming off a top performance, going for over 400 yards against that Bears defense. Jamie, who are you starting in this one? Because uh, I, I looked at it and I went, and I was like, yep, no, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, this is closer than it's been any other time this year. I'm still going to lean to Kyler Murray a few spots here. Matthew Stafford's been so hit or miss in this post-Kenny Galladay life. I mean, I'm looking over the last five weeks here. You got 10.4 points, then 23, then 7.6, then 17, then 27. Like, it's just been all over the place this year. Uh, And Kyler, look, he hasn't been great these last two weeks. 8.9 a couple weeks ago, 17 and a half last week. Uh, But I'm still going to lean to Kyler a little bit here. They both – the Packers are this weird matchup where my eyes are telling me that defense is beatable, but they're just not giving up a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks, probably because they're running teams are just running it down their throat as much as possible. So that, that becomes the element here too of, you know, we'll see what happens with, with, with that scenario. So I, I'm still going to lean Kyler here, uh, but I have him. I think it's the slowest I've had him ranked all year, which is QB 11 for this week. We're barely inside QB one territory. Now that everybody's back, there are no bye weeks. Uh, I, I don't feel super confident about it, but I just don't think if we're talking about ceilings with these guys, Kyler's is still, even with the way he's playing right now, still significantly higher than Stafford without all of the weapons that he's new, used to having. Yeah, I'm going to sit Kyler in one league and play Tannehill, and I feel pretty good about that. But this mm. one is like, which one of these, the better question is, which one of these guys can get to 15 points? Yeah. I think Stafford could end up in a little bit of a track meet with Aaron Rodgers in this one, but no, Galladay really, really limits what this offense can do, and I think they're going to run it a ton. And they've shown the ability to do that playing bad run defenses that they'll stick with it. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I don't think either one of this is, is a great matchup, but I agree with Jamie. I mean, Kyler always has the higher ceiling just because if he decides he's going to take off and run, he can. Yeah. By the way, this Giants defense has been balling for the last mm-hmm. four, five, six weeks and completely shut down Russell Wilson, the Seahawks offense, last week. Both of these defenses are in the top 10 against fancy quarterbacks this year, believe it or not. So one spot apart right now, the Giants are the sixth best against fancy quarterbacks. The Packers are seventh best. The Giants are are sneakily Sneakily. a top top defense this year uh, against fantasy quarterbacks. I was going to bring it up and Jamie beat me to the punch. So it's, it's one of those things. It's, from name value, where we thought the Giants were, especially in the first half of the season, you're going, eh, I don't know, the Giants. But, man, there was no Russ cooking last week. So I think it's a it's a good matchup for sure. All right, next quarterback start or sit. Uh, we'll go to Baby Santa here. Let's we'll call an audible. We'll go to back to Baby Santa. Tannehill or Big Ben? Jake, you're playing Tannehill. So who you, you like him over your boy, Big Ben? I have them both in our TDN league. I'm going to go with Tannehill. I, I think – this is interesting because I think they're going to win. I think they're going to run it down Jacksonville's throat. I think he'll make some plays, but he's going to be touchdown dependent where Ben's probably going to throw it 50 times again, but he just doesn't get that many in the end zone. Like it's, it's going to, and I think Buffalo wins that game and I think they win it probably by a touchdown or more, but I think that one's going to be a little bit of a shootout. So it's kind of, I'm going to go with the safer version of Tannehill. Hopefully I can get 20 because I think Ben could end up lower than that. I think he's going to be hit or miss basically is what I'm saying, but I think he could end up with a higher ceiling. I just don't want the risk. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm going Tannehill here as well. As you could see on the little scroll on the bottom, I have Tannehill at five. I have Ben Roethlisberger at 10, both solid plays this week, but uh, I think the Titans, even though they're going to be able to run the ball very successfully against Jacksonville, something they couldn't do last week, I still think they're going to throw. I still think this is going to be a team, especially with the way they played last week, that's not going to take their foot off the gas. Uh, they can't afford to. And A.J. Brown, Corey Davis are both excellent plays this week. I think Tannehill is going to get his. And if again, who's more likely to throw three touchdowns in a game? Right now it's Tannehill. 
All right, guys, let's move on. Last quarterback, start or sit. That is Taysom Hill or Matt Ryan. Who are you guys taking? Jamie, I'll let you go first. I'm going to go Taysom Hill. There are only a couple spots apart for me, but you know, since he's taken over as the starter, he's the QB7 in average fantasy points per game at 22.1. Uh, you know, the Eagles aren't anything special. Uh, they're middle of the pack against fantasy quarterbacks. You know, with Matt Ryan, he's got a much better matchup, but he, I mean, the last three weeks, he's averaging 11.7 fantasy points. He's the QB 29 over the last three weeks. It's just, I don't know what I'm getting from him this year. Even in games where Atlanta's keeping it closer winning, he's not always having these big numbers like we're used to seeing. I'm going to go with, with Taysom Hill here. He's been consistent every week. He has a pretty high floor because of the rushing. I'm going to take my chances with him. Yeah, it's Taysom Hill for the ability to run. Two touchdowns in his first two games, back-to-back. He's getting in the end zone when they get down the red zone. They're calling his number. I don't think that's going to change. I think they're going to dominate that game. Uh, but Matt Ryan, like you said, you don't know what you're getting. And Joey Bosa being back has been on fire the last couple weeks. He's going to be under duress. No Julio. Hayden Hurst is questionable. I just I don't like what's going on in Atlanta offensively. I think they still win the game, but it's going to be really interesting to see what Matt Ryan can get done. What a weird time we live in where Taysom Hill is a top fantasy quarterback option. It has just been a very strange year and topped off with some strange football things that have happened towards the end of this year. All right, guys, let's move on to running backs. We already talked a little bit about J.D. McKissick um, and and his uh, going against Tyler Boyd for starts it, but let's pin him here against another running back. That is J.D. McKissick or James Conner. Jamie, is your love affair with J.D. McKissick going to put him over the top of James Conner or not? Not quite. Uh, I have Conner at my RB18. McKissick has my RB26. Uh, I, I look, the, you can run on Buffalo. You've been able to run on them all year. And I think Pittsburgh's going to have to at least pretend that they're going to have some offensive balance if they're going to stay in this game. I think Conner being back and having some effective carries early, which is something that they were not getting from Benny Snell, uh, these last couple of weeks, they just went away from it. I think if they start getting some effective carries against the rush defense that has struggled, the ninth worst rushing defense in the NFL this year, I think they'll run with him a little bit more. He's got a chance of getting in the end zone. My one little stat on McKissick, though, is uh, as good as the 49ers have been against fantasy running backs this year. They're a top five defense, but they're allowing about 10.2 fantasy points per game in the receiving game on average to running backs this year. Something to keep an eye on because they're not throwing at the Peyton Barber. I can tell you that very well. They're not going to throw the ball to Peyton Barber. If they're going to if they're going to use a back out of the backfield to catch the ball consistently, it's going to be J.D. McKissick. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you hit the nail on the head. You can run it down Buffalo's throat. That's their Achilles heel. That's what's going to keep them from winning the whole thing unless they can get this figured out. When James Conner's in the game, they actually try to run the ball. They also throw him the little dump screens. He catches it better than people think. He's going to play a lot more plays than this, this hodgepodge mismatch of guys that are in and out of that backfield, Jalen Samuels and Snell. McClendon or is it McClendon? Whatever do you get from? Uh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Maryland. They're all over the place. That's all now James Conner. So I, I think I'd have to lean that way too. I think this is pretty close though. Yeah, pretty close for sure. That's why that's why they're up here. These are good lists we got going on. We got to give Chris our boy a little shout out, a good po- a positive thing that he did today. So he gets he gets one nice compliment, but that uh, that's about it for the rest of this show. Duke Johnson or Todd Gurley. Guys, uh, we talked about Duke Johnson a little bit uh, as one of the start situations versus Miles Sanders. Jake, I'll let you take this one first. Uh, Who do you choose here? 
Good luck. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Todd Gurley because he seems to get in the in the end zone when they're in the red zone. That's about the only time he touches the ball for them anymore. I like his ability to get touchdowns more than I like Duke Johnson's. But Todd Gurley was my stay away for the year preseason. I'm still That's on. Nice. He's had a better year than I thought technically. But he still hardly play, he still hardly plays, but he scores touchdowns when they get inside the ten. I think that's I'll, I'll go with him because I think he has a better chance to score touchdowns. Yeah, I have got I've got currently one spot higher uh, for all the same reasons Jake talked about. Play a receiver, please. Like the, neither one of these players should be in your flex spot. Like I mean, I understand if you're in a really bad way or you have to play three running backs or something weird, or maybe you had David Johnson and Miles Sanders and all this other stuff, and you have to play one of these guys as your RB two. But if you're playing one of these guys in your flex, stop. Like I, there, there are. I'm not joking. There are 40 receivers. Yeah, there's I have to go so back many. And look at my rankings. That <laughs> so I would many. play over these guys. There are so many good receivers. I was just going through that today as I was looking at some of my lineups for for postseason play, and I'm looking. I'm going, man. In both the leagues that I'm in the postseason, I have two wide receivers playing in my flex spot. Like it's just been really tough in in for running backs this year, more than I can ever remember. And also, there's just so much depth at that wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those wide receivers, guys. Let's talk about uh, a favorite of the show, our boy T.Y. Hilton, who's got himself back into contention where we actually we care about him again. He's back in. The T.Y. dance is officially happening again. Curtis Samuel or T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Jamie, you first. You going with T.Y. or boy? Or are you sticking with Curtis Samuel? I'm going to go with a Curtis Samuel. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go team Curtis Samuel here. Uh, I don't think DJ Moore is going to play, which is going to open up more opportunities uh, for him against Denver. Who's not going to have AJ Boye for this game? It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a banged up secondary right now. Samuel's averaging 17.3 fantasy points per game in his last six. I mean, he has been an extremely effective player in a contract year, by the way. Well, maybe that's a coincidence, but he's been an extremely <laughs> big part of this offense. And now he's being used more in the receiving game. Like he was getting a lot of touches early. Now he's getting a lot more targets to go along with those touches. I think they're both solid plays. I would play both of these guys over the two running backs we just talked about. Uh, But I have Curtis Samuel as my wide receiver 22 and Hilton at wide receiver 32. Yeah, I'm going to go Curtis. I was shocked today. I have Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel in a Yahoo league. They're 10 points apart for the season. Yeah. As good as Corey Davis. Wide receiver twos for the season. Curtis Samuel's right there. So I'm going to go with the guaranteed touches in Curtis Samuel because T.Y. could go back to three for 35 like he's been most yeah. of the year, even though he's been really good the last couple of weeks. I loved him on Pat McAfee's show the other day. He talked really, really candidly about his head wasn't in it early and he was dealing with a bunch of different stuff, and that seems to be gone. And I think they can really throw it all over this, this Raiders secondary. I'm still going to go with the guaranteed touches because Curtis Samuel, they put it running back and they'll run it. McCaffrey's out of this game. They throw him the bubble screens and they still take those shots. So I'm going to go with the guaranteed touches here. This is one where try to find a way to work them both in your lineup if you can, because you're going to have no Damon Arnett for the Raiders in this game, and they can't cover anybody anyway. Uh, so it's just something that I imagine now if you're like in a 10-team league, but if you're in a multi-flex league, find a way to get both these guys in your lineup if you can. T.Y. Hilton, guys, the, the secret sauce behind what happened here is, I don't know if you guys heard this story, his grandma called him out. His grandma said that he was playing bad, that he was playing real bad, that she didn't even recognize him on her TV. Wow. That's what she said. That's that is I, I don't know, man. That when your grandma calls that you hurts. out like that, that Oof. hurts. It cuts deep. And I think TY was like, Man, I really gotta pick it up here because grandma's calling me out. I gotta I gotta play better. I was like, damn, Grams, savage. I love That's it. Harsh. That's harsh, but look, it worked. TY's TY's back because Grams is like, yo. 
I want to see you. Go ahead, Chris. What you I, got? I'd rather T.Y. Hilton's grandma yell at me than Drew Locke's mom come to my defense. There we go. Ooh, yes. That's what I. That's what I was. That's what I was looking for, Chris. I was waiting for a Thanks, joke Chris. about Drew. About Drew. By the way, I didn't realize Drew Locke and I went to the same high school in Lee Summit. My first year in high school, I didn't realize he was a, a Lee Summit Tiger when uh, his mom was getting all that airtime the other night <laughs> in Kansas City. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, something m- moms in the NFL. You, listen, there's something about, I'm like, grandma wants to talk. I'm interested. Mom grandma wants can to talk. Always talk. Yeah. Grandma's can talk. I'm like, yeah. And, and she, uh, wasn't coming to the defense. She was taking shots at her own grandson. Your so grandma has your different. back on Twitter. It's cool. Cause Grams has Twitter. Yeah. Your mom has a full page note from her iPhone that she then tweets. Nope. Not so much. Yeah. Also, I'm here for anybody's grandmother that wants to call them out for not playing well. It's absolutely phenomenal. Need it bad. All right, guys. Uh, Next wide receiver start or sit we got here. Robbie Anderson or Marquise Brown? Jamie, you first. Who are you taking here? I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson here, but this is one of those ones where I will defer to, do you need safe points or do you need massive upside? You know, are are you the six seed playing the three seed that's projected to score 30 more points than you? Uh, Robbie Anderson has been the more consistent player all season. He's averaging 12.6 points his last six games. Again, no DJ Moore is going to increase his target share, but Marquise Brown gets to go up against uh, a secondary in Cleveland that's allowing the third most fantasy points in the NFL. And I think they're going to be down in that game, which means they're going to have to be thrown in that game, which means all you need is one big play from him. I'm going to go Robbie Anderson. I think he's the safer pick here. He's about 10 spots higher in my rankings. But the one caveat will be is if you are a major underdog and you need someone that can maybe get you 25, again, in this matchup, we'll see if Denzel Ward plays. Or Marquise Brown would be that guy. But in most circumstances, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. You already talked about AJ Boye being out and more not playing. I think you're still going with the guaranteed production because Marquise Brown could easily fall back to two or three targets. And they're gonna they'll probably try to hit him deep. And that's that's the only hope you have for having a decent game. Well, Robbie Anderson's probably gonna have seven or eight targets in this game. That game should be fairly close. I think they're gonna throw it more than people think. Because Vic's still gonna do everything he can to try to stop the run and put it on Teddy Bridgewater. So I think they're gonna throw it a little bit more than, than most people are expecting him to. All right, guys, tight end position. Uh, These ones I don't envy you guys having to try and figure out which guy you want to start in the tight end position. So Dallas Goddard or Hayden Hurst? That's the first one, first scenario. So, Jamie, who are you taking? I'm going to go Dallas Goddard here. Uh, I I know there's still some question marks with the quarterback position, but to me this question marks about Hayden Hurst's role in the offense right now. He's averaging 3.6 fantasy points per game since the bye. Uh, and he only has 4.7 targets a game. Uh, that guy concerns me. Goddard has at least been productive. He's going to be, quite frankly, might be their top pass-catching option on that team. And they might have to throw the ball more than they want to because I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Saints for longer. Um, so I have Goddard just inside of tight end one territory. He's my 12th-ranked tight end. I have Hurst down at 18, so I'll go with Goddard. Is there any other option to choose from? Can we get a scrolling, <laughs> can we get a scrolling waiver wire here? I mean, Goddard's been good since he came back from the injury. Ertz is back, so I think that helps him. But who knows what his chemistry is with Jalen Hurts? How much is he going to throw to the tight ends? I don't know that he's used to playing with two tight ends that much. So I don't know. Hayden Hurst, at the same time, for a while there, was really good. And then, as Jamie said, coming off the bye, has been absolutely mm-hmm. nothing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's a, ho- it's a whole we'll lot of – point on that one. That's that's why we have the start and sick because you get a whole. I think Hayden Hurst has a better chance to score a touchdown because Atlanta's actually going to move the ball and score. I don't know that the Eagles put up fourteen in that game. 
I don't have, I honestly do not have a freaking clue what the Eagles are going to look like. Like, I think people think this off, I think it's this offense, even though it feels like it couldn't get worse, might get worse. Like that's, that's kind of what I feel might happen in this situation. All right, guys. Uh, the next tight end situation, Eric Ebron or Robert Tanya. And this is a better one in that you have two good options here, right? I think these guys are both. Yep. I'm looking at Jamie scrolling tight ends. I know, I know based off the rankings who you're going to choose. So I'm going to let Jake go first and, and tell us who he would take between Eric Ebron or Robert Tanyan. Tanyan's got some chemistry with Aaron Rodgers and he's catching touchdowns again, but I'm still going to go Eric Ebron here because I'm hoping I can get 10 to 12 points out of my tight end position, which has been tough to do consistently all year. If Ebron would catch the damn ball when he has one or two <laughs> drops a game, he'd be phenomenal. But Ben goes to him. He continues to go to him. I don't think they're going to throw it 50 times, but I think they're going to throw it 38 to 40. And he's going to have five or six targets. Tunyon's had some big drop-offs. I think they're going to be able to run it down Detroit's throat. I think this is Aaron Jones day more than Aaron Rodgers day. So I'm going to go Ebron here, but Tunyon's been really good the last couple weeks. Yeah, I'm going to go Ebron as well. This is a reminder of why he was nicknamed dropped to Miss Prime in Detroit. Uh, and the big thing that ended his tenure there was his inability. His basically, remember when kid, no, the, go look this up. There were literally kids in the Detroit metro area that were taping fake bricks to their hands. Oh, I remember this. Ebron for Halloween. Like, yes. I mean, he's gotten better in that area, both when he was with the Colts and with Pittsburgh, but he these was still crop up. the last couple of weeks. Well, everybody in Pittsburgh drops the ball. Like uh, Deontay Johnson okay. hasn't found a ball. He doesn't want to drop in the last three weeks either, which I don't get. Um, it, it's, he's I don't know what's happening. trying to catch a slant and take it to the house though. Like Ebron's like yeah. third and five running it out. And he just oh, well, yeah. well, Ebron just has terrible hands. Like just, <laughs> just it is. Uh, but they plays the rest of the position well, but he's got bricks for hands, but I'm still going to go with him. Uh, because to me, I think they both have the same upside. The difference is, is Tunyon's way more touchdown dependent and six of the last seven games, Ebron's got you double digits and at tight end, just getting you to double digits is a win in my book. Unless, unless you have like a Travis Kelsey, you just want to get to double digits. He's been able to get you that six to seven. Buffalo is one of the worst defenses in the NFL against fantasy tight ends. Uh, I'm still going to go with him. They're both top 10 plays as you can see below, but I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. He's in that category of the like seven guys at tight end that I'm starting every week. And I think yeah. it's still going to be one tier ahead of where Tunyon is. Man, it's so frustrating because you saw a completely different version of him before he, and then he comes to Pittsburgh, right? I thought he kind of got rid of the little dropsies that he was having, but it's it's been bad, especially the last two weeks. But uh, Tomlin said he's basically going to sit whoever drops the ball next. That was his, pre his, his presser this week was like, the guys. I'm, yeah, he's like, I'm going to take you. You're going to uh, drop a ball. I'm going to take you out. That, Deontay dropped one in the last game. Ebron dropped one in the last game. Juju dropped, dropped one three in the last game. game. Yeah. Like, they had eight you're drops. a lot of players. Yeah. You throw the ball uh, to Ray Ray McLeod? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's <laughs> Ray Ray McDonald, Jamie. Ray Ray McDonald. Oh, Ray, 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 the podcast got it wrong four times. Ray, 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 anybody whose name is Ray, Ray, I'm here for. All right, we got a couple of fan starter sits, so we'll end with these. Uh, sticking with the tight end position, Baby Santa wants to know, Santa Goddard, or, Goddard or fan. We're basically going to win or lose Baby Santa's postseason. So I hope you guys realize, like, yeah, by are. the time we, we're getting him, I think this is his third question, so we're really setting his entire lineup. So, okay, Jamie, Goddard or fan? I have Fant one spot ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Noah Fant in this. Uh, I, I think he's I, – I just I trust that Drew Locke's going to go to him. Carolina's defense is still is still young and very hit or miss on a given week. Uh, I'm It's one spot difference, but I'm going to go with Noah Fant. I at least know that there's some connection there. I have no idea what to expect from Hurts and Goddard yet. 
Yeah, again, I don't think Goddard's going to have the chance to score. Maybe if they get down there, he gets a touchdown in the red zone. But Fant is one of the most explosive tight ends in the NFL when healthy. He's back healthy. You saw that in Kansas City last week. And Drew Locke loves him. So I'm absolutely going to go Fant here. I think there's much, much, much more upside. But I think the, the, the floor is higher as well. All right, guys, another one from the fans. This time a quarterback one, right? This Ooh. one's from Halil's Real Football Talk. Two good options here. Josh Allen or Tom Brady, good options, good matchups here. Uh, so which one are you guys choosing? I'm putting Jake on the spot first here. Choosing, yeah, choosing a, let's go, Jake. Who who you like more this week, Josh Allen or Tom, or Tommy Boy? <laughs> I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I think he has right. a monster week coming off the bye. I think Josh Allen's going to have a really solid week. Maybe the best performance I've seen from any player in the NFL last week against San Francisco. Looked completely in control of the game. Had the defense pegged, knew where he was going. When they blitzed, he went hot. It was unbelievable. I don't know that he's going to look that good against Pittsburgh. I think he's going to have a really solid night. But I think Tom Brady has a big week against his Vikings defense, who's given up a ton to opposing teams, quarterbacks, and fantasy. Yeah, Brady's my QB three this week. So unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, you're playing Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I expect really a good matchup. Took that big bounce back game from him coming off the bye week. It's a very, very young secondary. Too many weapons. Uh, I don't see any reason. I know I know the Bucs have been all over the place this year. I get it. But I don't see any reason why Brady can't get you 25-plus in this matchup. Yeah, it's definitely a favorable matchup for the Bucs and for Tom Brady. Uh, last one here will go to Clamp DZ. This one is a wide receiver question. CeeDee Lamb, T.Y., or Marvin Jones? I'm a, eh, we're picking one, so I'm assuming, of the three here. So, Jamie, those three, who are you taking? I'm giving a slight edge to Marvin Jones here. Mm. Uh, when he's, he's the undisputed number one in Detroit right now. Uh, and I expect the Packers to put up 30-plus in this game, which yeah. means that the Lions are going to throw the ball early and often, which is why Matthew Stafford's in that conversation that we just had at the very, very beginning of the show. Like He's not a QB1, but he's close because of some volume. Marvin Jones has been putting up numbers every single week right now. I mean, the ball is going to go to what? Like, Mohamed Sanu is going to get a little bit of look. Quintez Cephas will get a little bit of a look. Hawkinson will get his five or six catches. But Marvin Jones is going to be the wide receiver one. Has a good chance to catch a touchdown. Uh, so I'm going to go with him slightly over T.Y., but those two are very close for me. CeeDee Lamb reemerged from purgatory against the Ravens the other night for like a few catches early. T.Y. has come back from the dead as well from the last couple of weeks. But Marvin Jones is the guy here. He's been putting up numbers for the last month. A lot of touchdowns. I think the, the, the ability to get in the end zone for him is what's going to put him over the other, to the other two guys here. I, I definitely think Marvin Jones as well. All right, guys, that's the end of starter sit. So uh, no more questions for now, unless I see some really good ones. I might throw them in at the end. All right. So Halil, he gave us the uh, he said we we agreed with him. So that's all anybody's looking for. They just want they want affirmation. They want us to yeah. tell them that we agree or disagree and they might do what they want anyways and then come back and tell us that they were wrong. You know, that's that's OK. But looks like we got uh, some good affirmation here. And listen, baby Santa, I don't know your real name. But if you win because of us, I don't know what we get, but we get something. So hit us back afterwards. Don't call yourself Baby Santa and don't send some presents this way when you win. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You can't call yourself Baby Santa and not, not hit us up with some good presents. I don't know what we want yet, but probably some booze. That'll probably make everybody's holiday much, much better. All right. The best part of the of the show, this is, uh, this is Jamie's segment brought to you by Manscaped. This is Jamie's junk box. And Chris came up with this idea, and I have absolutely no idea. I have no idea where this is going to head. So go ahead. 
There it is. Thank you. I'm glad. Glad you're prepared this time. But before I get into that, this is brought to you by Manscaped and the holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year. Manscaped, the best in men's below and above the waist grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood, Chris, and your nose hairs with the new performance package. And we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, the Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Uh, it included in this package is the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Uh, it also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which we've been promoting on the show for a while. Again, if you want some action this holiday season, got to make sure things look nice and presentable. Maybe put a bow on it when you're done. It's, it's not, get, in the, get in the holiday spirit. Or if you like me and you celebrate Hanukkah, you get in the holiday spirit for eight nights. You know, and do what you got to do. But you only you only get that opportunity if you present it in a quality way this holiday season. And you can do that by getting the Manscaped performance package, which includes probably a, a great old joke there somewhere. But there's it is somewhere in I'm, there. I'm gonna let it fly. <laughs> but don't forget the uh, the crop preserver, the ball deodorant uh, that we talked about a lot in the show. That our our former intern Hank and Linda C from the Rusty Spur and Scott Field, big, big big fan big of, fan. Yep. and the crop reviver ball toner, which is a favorite of Jake, as we've talked about on the show. Spritz, air dry. You will thank us later. All of that is included, as well as two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag for anybody that's on the go. It's the best value this holiday season, and we're going to make it even better by giving you 20% off and free shipping by using the code TDN right there, TDN at the top of this this way, top of the screen uh, at manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Your significant other will thank you. Whoever you get this for as a gift will thank you or – you will thank yourself for getting this gift. Yep. So 20% off free shipping by using the code TDN at manscaped.com. Uh, Jake and I both have, we've talked about our experiences with it. We even on the show a few weeks back showed you what the, the actual unboxing of it, really high quality stuff. Uh, you will be very, very happy with it or whoever you give it to will be very happy this holiday season. So make sure you save 20% off by using our code TDN. I think ladies uh, that are listening to the show, Chris, there's one single gentleman on the show here. Okay, so our, our boy Chris here, if you want to give him uh, a, a nice present for the holidays, feel free to ship this mm -hmm. to Chris. Use the code TDN. We need to help our boy out. Okay, so, you know, we got to take care of him. Maybe we'll even host a, a bachelor on the show. Chris is going to become a prop. I hope you know that, Chris. So I, I know you didn't agree to that, but uh, you're going to become the I know the what best. I signed up for. I'm fine. You know what you yeah, It's ladies, come on. Help, help my boy Chris out. Send him the Manscaped package. And use code TDN. Get 20% off. Help our boy. Come on. Yeah, Chris is, look, he's a solid four with a job. <laughs> like, I mean, what more do you want this holiday season? Uh, oh, it's go ahead, like you do a five go and a half with the Manscaped package, bro. Go ahead. You see how that you see? You see what happens? Come on, ladies. Help our, help out our boy. Help out our boy, Hype Train. All right. Uh, what? I don't even know what this segment is. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, you weren't so, here last week for this. I was yeah. not here, so I don't even know where this is I thought is Chris headed. said drunk box, and I was like, damn, I'm in for this. What is this What is this yeah, new segment? Yeah, that's Jake's new have, segment. We have a jingle and everything. Junk box. By the way, we should do like a drunk history version of like a fantasy season retrospective at some point and ruin all of our careers. Sounds great. I think we might sure. have like our highest viewership of all time <laughs> if we did. Just saying. TD and fantasy yeah. after dark. Watch I'm me go on a tangent. Yeah, just get, get me like four or five mighty swells deep and ask me about Matt Breida. And like I'll just go go <laughs> go off on that. 
<laughs> Chris, do you want to explain what the what the, the Jamie's junk yeah, box what segment the hell is? is, is this? It last week. Absolutely. So I mean you heard the sounder. Jamie, he just goes through the junk box and he finds players that are owned in single digit percentage of leagues that he oh. thinks are worthy of you taking a look at to potentially play this I week. So these this. are deep, deep, deep sleepers, diamonds in good, the rough. Too. Last week's were good. So, Jamie, I'll play the sounder again. What's in the junk box? Yes. And for the second straight week, I will correct you, Chris. It's single-digit start percentage, not ownership. Now, they might be single-digit ownership, but it's single. That's it's okay, Chris. If you were paying attention, our intern Hank would have would have noticed that. Uh, but So there's two players that I want to focus on again this week. Uh, first one is Jamal Williams. And we all know Aaron Jones has the, a tremendous matchup this week. But I like the way they're using Jamal Williams, especially when they maybe get into a blowout scenario here. The Lions are giving up 1.11 fantasy points per touch to running backs this year. And Jamal Williams is averaging a dozen touches per game. I think you might even get more than that if they get in this blowout late. They don't want to run Aaron Jones into the ground. That's 1.11 fantasy points per touch to running backs this year. Uh, they are by far the worst fantasy defense in the NFL uh, against running backs. So he's someone that's starting right now in only 9% of leagues that I think is a it should be in consideration for a second flex spot on your roster this week. He's got a pretty good matchup. I would start him over Miles Sanders, for example. Uh, I think he's – I would start him over Todd Gurley. I'd start him over Duke Johnson. Uh, I, I think he's somebody that's going to be in that consideration for you this week. Uh, and my other one is a wide receiver that gets no love. And it's not Coy Davis this time, even though he still gets no love. It's Tim Patrick starting only 5.4% of leagues. Uh, if you Since week three, aside from the Saints game, He's averaging almost 15 fantasy points per game, yet he's going to be starting in 5.4% of leagues this week. He's, again, another somebody that should be in that consideration for flex territory. I'm playing him in the second flex spots in one of my leagues where I'm in the playoffs. I don't know what more you want from him. This dude produces week in, week out. He's a big play threat. He scores touchdowns. He's got chemistry with Drew Locke. I'm not worried about the matchup against Carolina at all. I'm not sure what the hesitation is with him this year, uh, but to me, he has proven to be Right now, the wide receiver won in Denver over Jerry Judy. I like what I've seen so far. I think both those guys could have some sneaky fantasy value for you this week. I like both of those. Yeah, like like both of those. Love the segment. Great, great idea. I think this makes uh, makes a ton of sense. So see, Chris, we brought you back up. And look at our guy. Look at baby Santa down here. Gave you a soft five. Well, that was Santa's nice. Thank you, baby Santa. I appreciate that. That's nice. Very nice. Baby yeah, Santa out here trying to help our boy Chris out. So, ladies, still still a chance. TDN, yep. 20% off. Send him the Manscaped 3.0. He needs it, right? Take take care of our boy. Uh, and then I'm going to set him up with The Bachelor. That's coming in January. You guys didn't even know that Can't was going to happen. So, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, let's finish the show with rapid-fire discussion around the matchups this weekend. So, you guys got 30 seconds each. Tell us who you're picking and why you're picking them. I will set up the matchup and tell you uh, what the point spread is as of right now on betonline.ag. So we'll kick things off with a divisional matchup, the AFC South. Tennessee Titans, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Jacksonville. Jamie, let's go. Take Titans to win and cover here. Uh, they need this game desperately. Jacksonville is definitely just playing out the season at this point. Uh, the Mike Lennon fireworks kind of died in the first quarter uh, of last week's game. I think the Titans are able to bounce back after that. Basically, the final score doesn't talk about how terrible that performance was against Cleveland. They'll be able to run the ball effectively. They'll throw it effectively. A.J. Brown's going to play. I expect a big game from all the Titans. 
Yeah, give me the Titans 34-23. This line was or this line was nine earlier in the week. So for it to come down a little bit, I I'd love it that much more. Jacksonville's been keeping it close the last five or six weeks. I talked about last week. They were one of my dogs. Uh, but I don't like it this week. I, I think I think Tennessee pulls away and wins this one pretty easily. If there was a matchup that I didn't want to watch, it's this one. The Dallas Cowboys playing the Andy Cincinnati. Dalton revenge game, Paige. Uh, yeah, the Andy Dalton revenge game, uh, of which they are a three-and-a-half-point dog at home against a very bad Cowboys team. Jake, I'll let you take this one first. Who you got? Take the Cowboys 30-21. to 21. I like what I saw from their offense against the Ravens the other night. I think they'll move it pretty easily. I think they'll put up some points. Their defense is god-awful. I think Gio <laughs> and company have a decent day offensively. But I think the Cowboys should win this easily. I'm definitely going to take them to cover. Yeah, this is this is a case of a bad team versus a terrible team. And I'm going to go with the bad team in this one in Dallas. They should be able to win and cover. I love the quarterback situation a lot better. They're going to be able to run the ball more effectively. They have more weapons on offense. And look, where you beat Dallas is in their defense. Uh, where's Cincinnati going to take advantage of them? With Brandon Allen, Gio Bernard, uh, I don't think it's going to be enough for them to win. Yeah, probably not. All right, the Houston Texans going on the road to play the Chicago Bears. The Texans are a one-point favorite in Chicago. The Chicago boy, Jamie, you're going to be watching with binoculars from your apartment. Who's winning this one? I'm going to go with Houston here uh, to win this game. I just The Bears defense, I, look, they could come back and play like they did earlier in the season and, and win this game, but I'm really nervous based on what I've seen. I, you start to wonder if when one unit plays so bad for so long yeah. that it starts to seep into the way that the actual one good unit on the team, maybe that's happening right now. But if the Bears are even just average defensively, they're not beating most teams in the league. And it's not like Houston's that great, but they have a tremendous advantage at the quarterback position right now. And unless that defense is going to win them this game, which I have not seen over the last couple of weeks, I think Deshaun Watson does just enough to pull out a victory on the road. Deshaun Watson's been hot. Will Fuller's a big loss, but not big enough for them to lose this game. I got the Texans 24-20. He's just been playing really, really good. If they go empty more than anybody, which makes him take what the defense gives him, he's getting out of the ball, the ball out of his hands a little bit faster, not playing hero ball, hero ball near as much. I think they can get it done, even without David Johnson and Will Fuller. Yeah, they've definitely been better since they made the move from Bill O'Brien. Uh, Minnesota Vikings going on the road to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jake's not making a pick. Jamie is. Uh, who are you taking in this one, James? This is a big one for the Bucks coming off of the bye. It's a tr tremendous for them, not only for playoff implications, but just for the sanity of the fan base and anybody around them on social media. Uh, I expect the the Bucks to win and cover. Bruce Arians is four and two in his last six post bye week. Uh, and Minnesota is not very good. Like I just, I know, I know they've been hotter lately. That's not may, maybe they're the characteristic of that quote unquote good bad team, but they're not very good. I mean, they struggled to beat Jacksonville last week. Uh, they're not going to be able to run the ball effectively on uh, on Tampa Bay because nobody runs the ball effectively, and then they're going to put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. I just trust Tom Brady and his weapons more in this game to win this by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think Bucks Nation would feel really good if that is taken care of. All right, the next one between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Kansas City going on the road to play Miami. Kansas City a seven point favorite on the road here. Jake. You first. That's the same face I made when I, I was like, eh, mm. touchdown. Mm. All right, go ahead. It was seven it. and a half, and I was going to ride with the Dolphins because they're the number one team against the spread for the season. Mm -hmm. Except for the Chiefs are averaging 12.2 points per game in their wins on the road. Give me the Chiefs to cover it, 31-23. Okay. I'm going to take them up. The, the seven and a half going down to seven got me. I'm going to mm -hmm. I'm gonna ride with that. I think they're just – I'm not convinced Tua can put up enough to, to hang in there. 
All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Chiefs as well. Um, I think this is gonna be a really exciting game, but the, I just think that the difference between the quarterback play right now, despite what Tua did in the second half of the last game, is just too great. The Chiefs have been annoying all year because we see the talent that they have and they don't blow people out like they should. But and I don't think this game is gonna be a blowout by any means. But if Wallet's now back down to a touchdown, I think they can cover that. All right, guys, the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to play the New York Giants. This one is not on bet online right now, but it was as last seen Arizona minus three against this Giants team. I think that's very interesting. Very interesting. This one. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Jamie, who are you taking here? I would take the Giants to cover, and I think they've got a decent chance to win this football game. Uh, They're playing a lot better defensively than the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know what Kyler Murray I'm going to get. If I get the Kyler Murray I've seen the last couple of weeks where there's a reluctance to run, they're not winning this football game. Um, so there's always the concern that he goes back and looks like he did a few weeks ago. But uh, I'm really the Andre Hopkins versus uh, James Bradbury matchups a really fun one to watch if you like to narrow in on just two guys on the field at one point. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants. They're hot right now. I love the, the way their defense is playing, and I'm going to get a free field goal out of this. And speaking of field goals, Zane Gonzalez has been a problem. Uh, for Arizona for most of the season right now. So I think this is going to be a really close game. Cardinals are terrible when they go to the East Coast. And they've been for that way for since the like the Denny Green era. It's been a long time where they've been just uh, unfortunate circumstances going to the East Coast for an early game. I'm going to take the Giants to cover. And you know what? Screw it. Take the Giants to win too. Okay. Oh, that a boy. What a step out there. Look, this is uh, – this could not be the tale of polar opposites more. Giants have won four straight. The Cardinals are two plays from losing six straight. They're reeling. Kyler Murray's averaging less than 100 yards a game, less than he was when he was hot earlier in the season. <sighs> but something's got to give. They're terrible on the East Coast, but something's got to give. I mean, they're both in the playoff hunt. Like, this, this could not be – this why it was my stay away. Like, I'm saying, not, I feel like I, this was your stay away. This was my stay away, and I'm still staying away. It's – uh. I'll take the Cardinals to win 24-23, the Giants cover. All right. Giants cover the, safe, the safest bet when you are not feeling one way or the other is to do that. So we will see what happens in that one. All right. Big AFC playoff implications in this one, guys. The Indianapolis Colts going on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Vegas. You guys know what these the means to both teams, right? There's a lot on the line for both teams. So, Jake, who are you taking here? It's my lock of the week. Give me the Colts, 30 to 23. I think they win by a touchdown. They are significantly better at this point in the season. Their defense is really, really good. They stopped the run. I don't know if Jacobs plays, but it doesn't really matter if he does. Put it all on Derek Carr, whose weapons have been all over the place, but I don't think Waller has the same kind of game that he's been having. He's damn sure not going to do what he did to the Jets last week. Um, and Indy's offense, Phillip Rivers has been really good the last three or four weeks. I think it's one of those things, even though he knew the offense, it took a while for the continuity to get built. They've had the same guys out there for a few weeks now. I think Jonathan Taylor has a pretty solid day, but I think Indy gets this one done, and I think they hit him in the mouth. The Raiders have been physical. You guys know I think they're they're better, and they've been really good. I just think Indy's that much better than than, than uh, almost at Oakland, Las Vegas. Uh, Colts by 10. Colts by 10. Love it. Love I, it. I Moving on. I'm not even – I'm not even going to let him break it down. I'm just letting him stick with that. All right. I feel New better York. about this one than I did last night, which I almost locked in. All right. All right, I love it. I love it, guys. All right, New York Jets going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. It's a big point spread, guys. 13 and a half for Seattle. Uh, interesting, seeing as I don't even think they scored 13 points last week, right? They, they just, no, it's 
All right. Are are we going to have another one of these times where we're like, yeah, the Jets can cover the spread? Is this going to be one of those times, Jamie? Are you going to put money on the Jets to cover this big spread? Or are you going with Seattle to cover it? Yeah, no. No Denzel Mims. Maybe no Jamison Crowder. Uh, uh, now that they're going to they're going to force feed Frank Gore the ball now and not give to Ty Johnson. So they're pretty much going to Jets this game up. Um, I just look, this is the, uh, the <laughs> Arnold on the road has been a problem for his entire career. Now he's going to lose his two of his top three pass catching weapons. Now they're not going to even go with a more explosive running back. I just think all those things are lining up for the Seahawks to win this game big, especially coming off of a, an embarrassing loss last week. Uh, I, I think the Seahawks win this one big. I hate, I hate the line when it's this high, but as long as it's under two touchdowns, I feel okay going with Seattle. If all those guys you just mentioned that played last week and played pretty well were playing, I love it that they – I don't think this line is anywhere near this. I'm going to go 31-16. The Seahawks get this done as well. They're trying to keep pace, and Russell's been embarrassed. Russell's try, tired of being talked about as being beyond behind the kitchen, not even cooking. Um, I think they bounce back big. Their defense, since they've been blitzing, has been really fun to watch, by the way. They haven't been mm-hmm. great, but they've been a hell of a lot better for three or four weeks mm-hmm. when they're blitzing Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner and doing this stuff that's really uncharacteristic for a Pete Carroll defense. They've been fun to watch. Yeah, it's almost like the offense can't play well when the defense started to figure things out. It's like they needed their defense to give up 30 to score 40, right? And it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they haven't been able to click. All right, a NFC North matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. A big big spread here, too. Eight and a half for Green Bay going on the road to play Detroit. Jake, what do you think you're going to get from Stafford in this one? Do they cover the spread against Green Bay? No, I'm glad it went down a half a point. I'm going to go 30 to 21. Green Bay gets it done and covers. I think it's a bit of a track meet, but I just don't think Stafford with this banged up offense can can hang in there with Aaron Rodgers. And I think the ability for the Packers to keep it away from Stafford and run it and run it successfully and be able to play action is going to be the key and the difference here. Yep, I agree. I'm going to take the Packers to win and cover. Uh, I just the ability to run the football down Detroit's throat is going to be the biggest difference here. Uh, if they're able to be more balanced on offense, they don't need Aaron Rodgers to play hero ball. Uh, I think they'll have enough to get the job done by close to two touchdowns. All right. The Atlanta Falcons going on the road to play the LA Chargers. Both of you guys in our against the spread show were like, eh, I don't know. This this is a weird, this is a weird matchup between these two teams, right? So Jamie, who are you taking? You taking Atlanta here on the road against this LA Chargers team? You think that Chargers team bounces back a little bit? I don't know. This game sucks. I hate it. Uh I'm gonna take the Falcons to win. I don't have much analysis here. Uh, okay. I, I just, I just, these are two teams that are just maddening to bet because they have some talent and then they do nothing with it. The Chargers defense is horrible. I mean, it is, it is horrible. And right now, if you look at the last six or seven weeks or so, Atlanta's defense is playing a lot better than LA's. So yeah. I'm going to take my chances there that they get enough done, even without Julio Jones, uh, that they can at least scrape by with the victory against a team that's quickly becoming one of the worst in the NFL. And they're damn lucky that they have Justin Herbert, a quarterback. Yeah. What was the line again? Two and a half. One, one and I was one, one and a half, one and a half. Yeah, I'm going. I'll take the Falcons, thirty to twenty-seven. Look, even if the and I expect the Chargers to bounce back and play well. I think Herbert's going to have a solid week. I think Keenan Allen has a big, big week getting back to where he was. When he plays well, they still lose, so it doesn't really matter. He can go back to what Jamie said last week. Herbert's going to throw three touchdowns and they're going to lose. Uh, at one point, the Falcons have been pretty good since they made the switch. Raheem Morris has his team playing different. As Jamie said his defense is playing a lot better. They're significantly better right now than the Bulls. Yeah, it's uh, it's what a weird, a weird team the Chargers are. They just get it, it. We've always had a tough time trying to evaluate them, but this is one of the more strange seasons I can recall of that team in general. All right, 
New Orleans Saints going on the road to play the Philadelphia Eagles. We already talked about this a little bit just because of the quarterback change, which is obviously the headline going into this game. You're going to see Jalen Hurts. How are you guys feeling about this one? Are you feeling like the Saints could go in and just dismantle this team? Are you feeling good about seven? Jake, who are you taking? Give me the Saints 27-17. I think they get it done. I don't know that the Eagles can get to 17. I think there's going to have yeah. to be some turnovers. Taysom Hill is going to have to play a lot different than he's played the last couple weeks for them to get to 17. They haven't really gotten to 27 themselves since Taysom Hill has taken over, but I don't think they're going to need to. I think they can run it successfully here, control the clock, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to have some turnovers. I like the under. I think the under is like 43. I, I don't think we're touching that. So, I mean, this one should be an ugly game that the Saints, I think, win handily. Their defense has just been on fire for the last five weeks. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think there's a, at least a chance that defense keeps us within three or four points of what Philadelphia is able to do on offense. Uh, in terms of scoring. So uh, I think the Saints to win, I feel pretty good about it, to win by a touchdown. And like Jake says, I don't expect this to be like a, a crazy scoring game by any means, but I, I just don't know how the Eagles are going to score points. Like this is going to be cute for one drive when everybody's excited, and then it's going to go right back to them being the Eagles that everybody that they've been all year long. Yeah, yeah I don't even see if their script is good, Jamie. That's a great point. Yeah. Like if they have a kick-ass script and they go down for like eight or nine play drive and score a touchdown and then don't do anything the rest of the game, it wouldn't surprise me at all, but I can't I can't wait for the craziness if that happens on Twitter and all these freaking national media pundits oh, to yeah. go nuts. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be a Tom Brady ish story. They, they call that the Gates, by the way. The what? <laughs> the Gates to to create yes. a great opening drive where the Jets go down, look competent, and then they don't play it for the next three and a half quarters. <laughs> poor poor Chris is just taking he's just taking left hooks all day long all right guys the Washington football team going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers Washington a three-point dog in this game I know where Jamie said it so I'm gonna let him take this one he's been he's been riding Washington for what seems like the last couple of weeks so are you gonna pick him here Jamie I I am look the no Antonio Gibson hurts but I still think they'll be able to, to be effective enough with the short passing game to account for some of the what they're going to miss in the running game. Uh, now it looks like Sherman's not going to play again for the 49ers uh, this year. This is actually be a real, I know this one is going to make you fly under the radar for a lot of people. It's going to be an exciting matchup. I think from just a pure football standpoint, uh, there's a lot of playmakers in this game from both sides. A lot of quarterbacks that kind of can be game managers, but do a little bit more. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I think this is going to be one score down in the end. And in those scenarios, especially with the defense playing as well as Washington's has played, basically top 10 in every single category across the board, I'm going to take the extra three points I'm getting. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Niners 24-20. I think they get it done. It's going to be an ugly, ugly, old-school, physical, physical, physical game. But I think Robert Sala is going to go back to that game plan they had against the Rams where they wanted to do that quick, short passing game, and they couldn't do anything. There was nothing there. Fred Warner is going to be the difference here because I think he's going to just dominate whichever running back's playing for Washington. And I think – I don't know that Mostert has a good game because he only played 42% of snaps since he came back from injury. But they rotate enough guys. Jeff Wilson's back in, and I have enough faith in Kyle Shanahan to get to 24. I don't think Washington can, can get over 20. So I'm going to take them uh, to get it done and cover this. Yeah, I'm hoping, hoping for Robert Sala that he doesn't use his game plan that he used last week because that was not his not 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 his best game plan. All right, uh, next game we're going to talk about here: Denver versus Carolina. Carolina minus three and a half in that matchup. These two teams kind of feel like they're both in that same kind of what I would call like purgatory. They're right. They're they're not horrible, but they're not they're not good. Right? The Bears are also in this category. Uh, Jake, who are you taking in this one? Go Carolina 27-23. I think they can get it done and cover that. 
I think it's a good game uh, between two bad teams. Uh-huh. I just have a little more faith in Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke, I love it at times. And then that like basketball background shows up and like they, they described it perfectly in the broadcast against the Chiefs. When he rolls out, he doesn't take what's right in front of him. He tries to hit it down the field every time. And our boy Ty picked him off last week. He just makes too many stupid turnovers and mistakes for me. The Raiders game, I think he had four. Uh, so I like the fact that Teddy's not going to turn over. Mike Davis is going to play fine. They're not going to miss McCaffrey. They missed him all year. DJ Moore is going to hurt, but I think they have enough to get it done. Yeah, I agree. I think they have enough to get this job done. Uh, I like what Carolina is doing on both sides of the ball. They're not great in either area yet, but they're competent and they don't turn the ball over a lot. And they have a lot of successful playmakers. Denver's a little bit banged up on the defensive side. have been that way all year. It continues to get worse in the secondary. And I don't know what Drew Locke I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm going to get the the semi-efficient down the field Drew Locke or am I going to get the, the Drew Locke blow up game? Uh, so I'm going to lean to Carolina here at home to cover. All right, guys, the last one, the best one. Very excited for Sunday night football between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Man, oh man, this is a prime matchup on Sunday night football. The Buffalo Bills are at home, and they're a one-point favorite. Uh, Mike Tomlin coming off of a loss is 66%. He wins the game following that. Not, not massive, but definitely more often than not, he's winning that football game. Jamie? Do you have Pittsburgh going on the road and covering that and winning this football game? Or do you think Buffalo is going to win at home? Uh, I do not. I think Buffalo is going to win at home. Uh, this was the game I thought would catch Pittsburgh all along. Like once we, once they started to get to seven and oh, eight and oh, nine and oh, this was the game I had circled on the schedule as this is the one I think they drop, especially given what we just saw last week from Josh Allen and how effective he's playing. Um, to me, Pittsburgh has been this probably very good team, but not great. And that's kind of where they've been uh, for the most part. They have the talent to be great. We just haven't seen them put together that on a consistent basis. And whether it's, uh, you know, a random week with the defensive lapses or a week where they're, or most weeks they're not able to run the ball or weeks when they have the dropsies. Like, I think that's finally coming back to bite them. And a lot of times when these teams in sports come down from that undefeated high, it takes them a couple weeks to kind of get their legs back under them again and get rolling. So I'm going to lean to Buffalo here to win at home. Uh, I think it's going to be an unbelievable game. I love when these games make it at nighttime in prime time. Uh, but I'm going to take Buffalo to win here, especially when it's only a one point spread here. Jake, do you re- you remember last year how we how everybody felt about Green Bay? Right, it was a 13 and three team, but you looked at them and you went, but every game they won was like ugly, and their schedule is really favorable, and you just. There was something about them that just never felt like they were that team, right? And Pittsburgh kind of reminds me of that this year. It's where a great winning, comparison. It's it. They're winning these games, but it's like uh, they they read the list of quarterbacks they've played so far this year, and I went, yeah, it's not. And they gave up a bunch to a lot of those guys, right? Yeah. I mean, they played their most complete game against Jacksonville with a backup quarterback, where their defense finally played four quarters. But Carson Wentz put up twenty nine on them earlier. They've given up a bunch other than Lamar. They've got Lamar's number. Like he has more turnovers against the Steelers combined than everybody else in the league. I'm riding with the Bills. I liked it at two and a half. I'm definitely loving it at one. I think this is the Bills and the Browns, man. Like this is these two (laughs) games are going to be awesome for primetime Sunday night, fun Monday night. The Steelers defense is also banged up. Yeah. Bud Dupree out. There's just they're losing pass rushers that are so vital to coming off the edge in this defense and what they want to do. Josh Allen, what I saw last week, if he plays like that down the stretch, the MVP's done. 
Yeah. They just, dude, that was, I'm telling you, that was one of the most impressive games I've seen from a quarterback in a long time last week to what he did to a really hot San Francisco defense that was getting healthy. I think he could take advantage of the Steelers defense. And the, the biggest thing with rushing him is my God, when he escapes to the right, watch out. Cole yeah. Beasley's been amazing. Stephon Diggs has been amazing. He, Stephon Diggs was the difference, but it wasn't over the top last week. It was just, they just killed him. Like they did everything they wanted to do. Cole Beasley over, Cole Beasley had his career high in the first half. Last week, I just don't see the, enough answers for Pittsburgh. I don't think they're going to be able to match them score for score. I think it's a hell of a game. I'll go 28 24 if Buffalo gets it done. These are my guys, my Bills. Joe, Joe Marino, our Bills. We're like, it's, they're just, man, they're fun to watch. And, and Josh Allen is so easy to root for because so many people want him to fail, man. Like, so many people in the draft community are just, they cannot stand that he's having success. So I, and here for it. I need it. Just I want him to you win the wrong. MVP. The guy just, made a hell of a progression from year one to year two. He made even more of a progression in year three. Like, just admit you were wrong. Just take it's the okay. L, man. Just it. take the L and move on. It's all good. Everyone makes mistakes. It's an imperfect process. Nobody is right all the time. Otherwise, they would be a billionaire for figuring all of that out. Okay, so it's not it is a very imperfect process, but go very much looking forward to Sunday and Monday night football this week, guys. All right. We've reached the end of the podcast. Final thoughts. Uh, Jamie, I'll let you go first. What are your final thoughts this week? I just said uh, I'm really excited for the fantasy playoffs to be here. Uh, it's been a long season. There's been a lot of weirdness, obviously, with COVID and, and players going on the list, games moving around, games going on Tuesday. Uh, but I'm really excited for the fantasy playoffs to be here. Congratulations to everybody that was able to make them. Uh, and is, hopefully you're able to advance and you can take some information that you got from the show today. Uh, just, But just remember, again, these are a series. You have to do everything you can to win each week. And I think at that point, just remember, whatever that takes, whether that involves bench spots, whether it involves whatever it is, you have three one-week seasons for the most part ahead of you. Make sure you're doing everything you possibly can to win this week. And again, that sometimes means benching guys like Miles Sanders, who you spent a lot of yeah. draft capital on. Benching guys that maybe have helped you a couple weeks ago but have a terrible matchup and you don't expect them to be good this week. Whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. You don't get any uh, like uh, moral victories here. You no. got to play the best team possible and do whatever you can to win. And congratulations and good luck. I'm gonna. T- I took Jamie's advice. I, I have the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, and the Rams were out there in ESPN league, the Kenny and Crash fantasy football extravaganza, whatever the hell they call it. And I went, <laughs> I'm gonna grab them and stash them so nobody else because I didn't need the bench spot. My team was pretty loaded. I ended up playing them last night. I'll take that 20 points to start the weekend off. Oh, in the yeah. playoffs in the first round. I was pretty fired up about that. Uh, I, 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 will, I will agree with all that, Jamie. I'm excited. It's been a long year in fantasy. Got one more week in a Yahoo league, but it's exciting to get to that point. Um, and then the other thing is join us again at uh, arians.rivalsmedia.com this weekend and make your picks. Uh, donate to the Arians Family Foundation. It's been hard 2020 raising money. We can't have all of our events. So even 10 bucks here and there helps, and it helps a kid in need. And this time of year, it's the giving season. Do everything you can. Please join us at arians.rivalsmedia.com. Make your picks. Have a chance to win some awesome prizes and memorabilia. And, uh, and I'll pick us. See how it goes. Yeah. Uh, glad you mentioned it. Definitely want everybody to go check that out. That's arians.rivalsmedia.com. That's how you can check out what they're doing. It's a really, really fun fan engagement, gambling experience that everybody can partake in. And at the, the best part is raises money for at an amazing cause, the Arians Family Foundation. And on that note, I have another giveaway that I'm going to have on my Instagram. So be sure to check that out at the underscore sports page. I'll put the details there. We will also be raising money for the Arians Family Foundation 
$1 equals one raffle ticket, no cap. So if you got a hundred bucks, you got a hundred raffle tickets. So the more you donate, the more raffle tickets you get. Pretty simple uh, and a really awesome prize that I'm excited to give away. So be sure to check that out. For myself, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians, Chris Schubert. Shub, you need to give yourself the opportunity to have everybody follow you. So I'm going to let you go first. Why don't you tell everybody how they can follow you on social media? Because you, you're going to need you need the most help here. Come on. Come on you out. Follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Shu, S-C-H-U. Oh, you, oh you're- what happened to the mic? Oh, no. What happened, Chris? <laughs> that just could, happened. That could not have scripted that better. <laughs> that just happened. Oh, my God. Oh, Exit my God. stage left. Bye. It's an, it's an incredible moment when your producer's <laughs> mic goes out, but also when he's gifted a moment and then – he can't get through what his Twitter account is. So I'll do it for him. It's shoe radio. So you guys can follow him on Twitter since I'm not sure that his mic uh, is going to work this time around. Jake, how can everybody follow you? Arians NFL on Instagram and Jake B. Arians on Twitter. <laughs> Jamie. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at TDN Fantasy. You can check out our rankings to make sure that you're getting everything right on Sunday morning at thedraftnetwork.com. Have a hell of a weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.